0: Welcome to Inside Out Leadership. I'm your host, Rob Holman. Now listen, you could be doing a variety of different things, hanging out with a variety of different people, but you've chosen in this moment and in this time to spend with me, to learn about my Inside Out Leadership philosophy and principles. And for that, I'm honored. So honored that I wanna let you in on a special opportunity. Are you a speaker, an author? Do you have a message that you believe the world desperately needs to hear? If that's you, I want to encourage you to formally be a part of my world-class speaker community called the Get Paid to Speak Bootcamp. Go to www.robholman.com forward slash GPS to learn more. We are off and moving in 2022 as it relates to season two of Inside Out Leadership podcast. Now, if you happen to miss last month's episode, It was with my good friend, David Kiley. His story was a compelling one, one filled with tremendous adversity and obstacles and challenges that he took head on and faced only to become, and as a natural result coming out of it, a nine times Paralympic gold medalist and wheelchair basketball legend. Now, next month, in the month of June, I just interviewed Ifra Fez. She's a human rights advocate doing extraordinary work with refugees, namely Afghanistan women and girls. You're not going to want to miss that episode. So in the meantime, I thought I would insert a story of my own. A time just a few years ago where I had something Rock me to the core. Shake me and shake everything that can possibly be shaken. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be truthful. And I hope that this story will help encourage you on your inside-out leadership journey. Enjoy. A few years ago, my company was gearing up to host a large regional leadership conference. I had the joy of leading a substantial team through a six-month Planning process. You can imagine six-month planning process where there was cohesion, there was unity. Dare I say, an amazing anticipation for the conference to impact, influence the leaders that we had set out to impact and influence. The event sold out a week before it was ready to begin, but just a few days before the event. I received the worst possible news. One of my friends passed away in a tragic car accident. He was 30 years old, a creative genius, and a brilliant business mind with his entire life ahead of him. As you can imagine, everyone was in complete shock. Especially me. I had mentored him. I partnered in a creative business project with him. His family traveled to the area where the conference was booked. And details of his service were planned immediately. Now, the interesting thing about all this, coincidentally, his memorial service ended up being on the exact day of our leadership conference. How was I supposed to lead? But more importantly, place leadership off to the side for a moment. How was I to be? My natural default when life happens and there's tragic things that occur, trials, tribulations that completely catch me off guard. I want to make sure other people around me are taken care of. So quickly, I went into that mode. And I was talking to different people that knew him, knew him even better than I, I knew him. And they were devastated. I would listen. I would care for. I try to help by, by just being there, being present with them. But one problem even in the midst of that, I was lost. I needed to grieve. I needed to take the time that was necessary for me to come to terms with what happened, what didn't happen. Not only how was I going to lead the leadership conference, how was I going to lead myself? You know, I found myself in a place where I couldn't even draw on prior life experience. I'd never gone through anything quite like this. With major leadership decisions looming, whether the conference would go on, whether I was needed to help other people, to be real, I felt alone. Because I was hurting. I needed help. With just a few days before the big event, I felt an urge to set my emotions aside and to focus on the overall goal for the conference. Now here's the deal. A big part of me wanted to reason my way through and shift into getting things done based on the facts and the data given to me. But I knew that couldn't get me through. I knew I needed more. So all of a sudden, I took necessary time just to be by myself, to talk to God, talk to some of my friends, family members, be able to share openly about how I felt, what I was thinking. I'm so glad I did. You know, one lesson learned in the midst of this, not just as a leader, but as a human being, always be led by your heart. Sometimes if you're like me, sometimes we can go in our defaults of, I just need to make sure other people are taken care of. And it's noble and it is praiseworthy. Sometimes we go in our defaults of using the the information given, the data All that stuff is important, but what I believe supersedes it all, make sure that you, like me in this instance, take the time for yourself. Take the time for you, because at the end of the day, we can only give what we got. And if we're running around trying to take care of all these other people, making sure they're taken care of, make sure they're heard, make sure they're... Now again, it's not bad. It's a good thing. But at what sacrifice? When we take the quiet time just to be by ourselves, to reflect, to have a little bit more clarity, to maybe call upon some people that can help us, now all of a sudden, it's a healthier part of the grieving process can surface. We gain more clarity and less confusion. We encouraged and are encouraged by other people and the support that they bring and give to us. Therefore, we can give that more way to other people that we have a chance to serve. So in that moment, in that time, I started to grasp the subtle difference between leading from the heart and leading from the head. So I quickly set up meetings with each of my core team members who was deeply impacted by the tragedy I asked things like, how are they feeling? I was sharing in the shock and the heartache of it all with them. I cried with them I, and shared my feelings with them as well. It was a true exchange with a deeper emotional connection. As a natural result, I allowed them to take whatever time they needed before the conference, even letting them know that they could skip the conference if they needed to the conference ended up being totally different from what I originally envisioned and planned, that was okay with me. Why? Because I knew deep down inside that there were things far more important than the actual leadership conference that we had planned six months prior setting up for success. Some team members decided to actually back out of their role with the conference, which I was okay with. I released them to do so. Outcomes aside, I completely embraced the new process. As I talked with each person, spent time with each person on the team, I started to get a deeper sense of what to do next. I, a clear direction solidified. I knew we would fill the now vacant roles with other people. Wouldn't you know I had people step up that would never fill those roles otherwise. At the conference, I was even able to share what happened in a real, authentic, and raw way. And how I actually decided to lead through this time. Now, here's the interesting thing. As I did that, don't you know that my topic, not only was I the facilitator, Of the overall conference, but I was the opening keynote speaker. My topic for that day, which was not pre planned, was called this A vision worth dying for is a vision worth living for. During the course of my talk, I was present, I was empathetic, I was real. And it's still to this day in over 20 years of professional speaking, one of the most memorable talks and times I've ever had in my entire life. It wasn't about leading from my mind. It was about leading from my heart. The impact and influence I had on those that experienced me that day and experienced the conference that day are still difficult, too difficult to put into words. You know, shortly after my talk, I proceeded to walk 200, approximately 200 yards up the road to the memorial service to meet his parents, my friend's parents, friends, and even other conference participants that had also joined with me in the effort. One of the things that absolutely caught me off guard when I was waiting to go inside to the memorial service the other young man that was with my friend who tragically passed away in the automobile accident, the other young man that was with him in that car that survived, left the hospital with so many different wounds and he had a limp and he had a cane and he actually was walking on the sidewalk to the front of the church building which we were about ready to go into. And I saw him and I asked, who is this man? And they, some people had mentioned, this is the man that survived the accident with your friend. With tears in my eyes, with many other people that witnessed this scene, it took me back to one thing. Regardless of what life throws at you, that catches us completely off guard, remembering how precious life really is. And then when we discipline ourselves to lead more from the heart and less from the mind, we will have greater influence, we will have greater impact than we could ever, ever imagine in our life. Be led by your heart today. And as you lead by your heart, You will thus be able to help other people around you within your sphere of influence lead by their heart. Do you want to start a movement? Do you want to leave a legacy? It's when we learn how to lead from the heart.